Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Baby. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three. Uh, my name is Mike Merrick. With me, as always, coming from Champaign, Illinois, Blaze Bernardi. Blaze, how we feeling today after uh, a little bit of a tough weekend for you, huh? Oh, uh, forgive me, Father Mike, for I have sinned when Owen three and locks last week. Forgive oh, me, Father Mike. Hey, I, I, we're not going to let you forget your record from last week. But but before we get into that, let's say say hello to our buddy up in Chicago, Mike Mullen. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Gonna take a bath after this. Wash the stink off me. Never been better. There you go. There you go. Maybe throwing a little bath bomb in there, a little self care for a while. I just got a 12 pack of bath bombs in the mail today. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Well, boys, it kind of as as boys mentioned, not the best week for us. Obviously, um, two and six as a group. Keep in mind, we did have some cancellations. We'll touch on that here in a minute. But boys. I know Shameless is coming back for a final season and, and your guest star in here, but come on. Owen three. What 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 happened? What happened? Uh I don't know what happened. Uh picked all three uh favorites, all three lost straight up. So um that could have been the weekly perennial parlay and probably paid out twelve thousand dollars. But um Purdue wasn't ready to play at eleven AM. Uh Wisconsin in the afternoon and then the night game we went to Washington and they didn't want to play either. So uh Oh, and three on Saturday. I'm hoping to redeem myself, uh, but not really liking the card this week with all these cancellations too. So uh, we'll see. Just got to get the swagger back, man, baby. It was cold outside and Scott Frost, you know, I think, you know, saved his, saved the season a little bit. I, I know I, I wouldn't really say his, his job considering he signed that extension last year, but um, none, nonetheless, definitely looking for a better performance out of you this week. Mullen, you had a slew of cancellations, how many in total, I think, from your picks last week? Um, you went 0-2 on the week. I think you had five, six total games. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah we had three cancellations. Uh, I went 0-2 in my ones that didn't get canceled. The Texas Tech, Kansas over. Uh, Texas Tech needs to disband the program, get rid of everyone, call coaching staff, all the players. Uh, Kansas giving up, what, 50 points, five straight games, something like that, and Texas Tech just couldn't move the ball, couldn't score. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I apologize. My record for the week was actually two and two. Um, considering you mentioned that Kansas over that, uh, no one decided to play offense there in Lawrence. Um, you know, had the, had the Hawkeyes who scary early considering a, there was a 14 or 21 point lead that, that the Illini jumped out to, but, uh, Pete just got those guys in line and, and had a little bit of a comeback. Uh, and thankfully again, Nick Saban, you guys are going to hear him later uh, in the episode, but now seven and two against the spread. They looked pretty good. Uh, another potential for uh, a, a backdoor late there, but uh, they they survived through it. Uh, most of us had the Liberty game. I think all three of us had the Liberty game too. Uh, that one ended up getting canceled uh, and not playing. But look, on, on the topic of canceled games, I know we have some big ones on this week's slate of games that are canceled. We have Ohio State, Michigan, I, I think is the big one here. Big Ten announcing today, correct that 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 six game rule will be nullified. What's what's the consensus on on this ruling here? I'm I'm a little on the fence about it, but uh, want to get want to get some takes from you guys. 
I mean, no one wanted to watch Indiana play Northwestern in the title game. So, I mean, as much as I don't like Ohio State, they needed to do something. I don't hate it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're all from the Midwest. We want the Big Ten to do well, even though some people disagree with that take. But I think I'd much rather see a Big Ten team in the college football playoff than two ACC and two SEC teams. And we just hear about how great uh, football is south of the Mason-Dixon line. I agree. And and you also got to consider the late start, right? They started four, four weeks later than most other conferences. I know that's really going to hurt the Pac-12 uh, come the stretch. I mean, Oregon lost one game and they're, they're already out. Right. Um, and, and I think they were the, the leading favorite kind of going into that. So we've got a couple other canceled and or postponed games for this week. A big one in the American conference, Cincinnati at Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa has been hot lately. That would have been, I think one of the premier matchups uh, for the week. No, yeah, it's funny. In week one, uh, Tulsa played Oklahoma state and I, really low scoring game ugly and everyone thought Oklahoma state wasn't that good this year, but actually just turned out Tulsa is a really good football team. They got some big linebackers, big safeties, great secondary. They know how to shut teams down and their offense puts up a consistent number each week and they know how to battle, but uh, pretty sure that game was getting pushed back to the 19th. So that's another good game to add on the 19th with a great college football and college basketball slate. We're both, we're all looking forward to that. On the topic of Oklahoma State, I just got that Spencer Sanders. That is the worst quarterback ever. That kid's awful. Terrible. And Oklahoma State defense solid, but Oklahoma that Spencer Sanders is terrible. Yeah, it's usually opposite too. And uh, that Iowa quarterback's pretty bad as well too. Uh, he's got a good offensive line and defense to help bail him out. That I thought we were Illinois was going to pull that one out fourteen nothing, but uh, that quarterback finally figured out how to throw a five yard out. So it's not too hard to beat Lovey's defense. Yeah, that Iowa team too is, uh, you know, they're they're never a full four quarters. You know, they're usually a, a two quarter team. If you're lucky, maybe three uh, that you're getting out of them. But yeah, I would have said they were at Cam's Friday night, the game before, but all the bars are closed down here, so I don't know what the heck they were doing last last Friday night. There's a secret entrance. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 called the Oklahoma Texas border, boys. We're, we're 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 open. We're operating down here. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart. Make a guest appearance uh, on this show uh, physically in Texas. Stay tuned. (laughs) Hey, look, one more game, and and I want to bring this one up because I I saw a couple interesting tweets uh, and things uh, buzzing around the media. Uh, Ole Miss at A&M, that one is postponed as well. Rumors flying around about about a potential Ohio State-Texas A&M game. Would we want to see it? What what are what are our thoughts about that matchup? And and you know how do we think the committee would probably react to that uh, as far as the playoff goes? I would love that matchup, but the thing is, Ohio State would never agree to it. They have everything to lose. Texas A and M has everything to gain. All playoffs said maybe they had to play seven games to qualify for the college football playoff. Then yeah, Ohio State probably would schedule Texas A and M, but. Uh, Fortunately, it didn't happen. I would have loved to see Jimbo Fisher's team come up to Columbus and get manhandled by uh, Fields and company, but uh, who knows? Maybe next year or something we'll get something on the books. Yeah, I mean, at, at, what, at what point does the committee also look and, and say to, you know, to an A&M or, you know, a really strong showing, you know, these last couple of weeks from either them or Florida, who's to say that they don't bump them up in front of Ohio state if they continue to have these cancellations. Right. So I do, I do think the big 10 acted in the right manner by making that call, but um, interesting to say the least that that matchup could have happened. 
uh, you know, it still could. We don't know. I mean, I think that scenario is out the window now uh, that the Big Ten got rid of the six-game rule. There's no point for Ohio State to play that game. They have a cakewalk now to the playoff, beat Northwestern, they're in. If you're an Iowa fan, you're looking back on that that week two. Northwestern and Purdue, two games. Disaster. Absolutely that two disaster in Iowa City. You're up 17 nothing, and, and, and blow, a, uh, blow that lead at least 21-20. So – um, well, okay. I, I think on that note, guys, I, I want to jump to our our next segment here, our weekly perennial, a little bit of dough for a lot of McChickens, as we were talking last week, right? Boys, twenty bucks, playing, paying over twelve G's. Give us the lowdown. Who do we got in the weekly perennial? All right, I got another ten team. We're actually going to start on Friday night, but I spoke to the NCAA and uh, didn't want this parlay to get canceled on Friday, so they moved the Utah Colorado game to Saturday evening for you. But uh, here's the ten game part, ten team parlay, all games on Saturday. Um, here we go. Utah plus one against Colorado. I still don't know how Colorado is doing this with a quarterback who played strong safety last year and they are undefeated. Utah locks down Colorado and they pull out the win on the road. I like Wake Forest against Louisville plus one and a half. Over Houston and Memphis, 62 and a half. I've looked back the past couple of years. They've played every year. The spread has never been lower. Give me 62 and a half. I think it's a barn burner and a shootout. Basketball score. Baby, it's cold outside, but Scott Frost is colder. I'm calling Scott Frost out again. Apparently, he's a listener. He's a few listeners on this podcast. I'm taking Minnesota plus 10 and a half against Nebraska. Under Missouri and Georgia, 53 in the hook. Give me West Virginia plus 14 in Oklahoma against Oklahoma. This is my upset special. This is a tough place to play. It's going to be chilly in West Virginia, and I don't think Oklahoma does well as a double-digit favorite on the road. Then we're going to an absolute dumpster fire. Duke plus five against Florida State. Neither of these teams want to be there, but Duke plays hard with a bad record no matter what. Florida State doesn't know what they're doing. And the four games left will go really quickly. Under TCU, La Tech, 52 and a half. Troy plus 13 and a half against Coastal Carolina. I'm betting against Coastal Carolina again. USC minus two and a half. And then after embarrassing myself with that Auburn, Texas A&M under, we're going back to the well with that one again. Under Auburn, Mississippi State 49 to close it out. $20 pays out $12,600 for the listeners back home. That's going to cover a couple student loans, a couple Christmas presents. Buy your girl something nice, boys. Uh, once once we hit hit this big one. So, Going against you on uh, on the under Missouri fifty three. Look, I, I think that that Georgia team is a little bit uh, refreshed with a new face at quarterback, and uh, I think you know both teams can really score it well uh, as well. So I I think that one's going to go over. I think it's going to go over pretty big. I could see that being a thirty five thirty two type game uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, Mullen, thoughts on the perennial? Yeah, I mean, I'm on the other side of that Georgia one, too. I took the over. I think there's going to be a ton of points in that one. Uh, Duke, that that one, that was a, a killer one uh, last week for me. I took the over in that game. Uh, I think Miami won 48 to nothing. Duke's a tough team, but that's a bad, bad, bad matchup right there. Florida State's awful, too. So We'll see again for you listeners at home. A small $20 investment has the opportunity of putting some short-term financial woes away, pay off those credit cards, those student loans, a couple of nice Christmas gifts for the family. Blaze, uh, what about uh, – I forgot uh, we didn't get into last week's uh, no touchdowns scored in Texas A&M. 
Oh, yeah. How about that one losing on the first possession there? First uh, drive of the game. Your first half didn't even cover, and then a garbage field goal to hit the under total at the end, too. So uh, double whammy there. You can say I went 0 for 7 on all my plays. I'm not afraid to admit it. No whammies, no whammies. This week. Boys had no whammies on that one. Tough pickings there, but uh, we weren't going to hold you to that. To those, um, why not? Why not get into our picks for the week? Uh, there are some good games on the board already. Uh, I know I've got about five circled. Uh, real shocker. Uh, they're all they're all favorites. So uh, we'll divulge those here in a minute. But Mullen, who do you got on the card for the week? Who do we like, and and who do we got to have? Well, as I just mentioned, start off Georgia Missouri. Got that over. Love it. Think there's gonna be a lot of points. Uh, next, we're going to move to Miami, Ohio, minus 23 and a half against Bowling Green. This is, I mean, Miami, Ohio is okay. They've only played a few games this year, only lost to Buffalo. This is strictly a bet against Bowling Green every single week. They are the worst team in college football. It, it doesn't get any lower than them. I think they, they got blown out by Akron last week. Um, it's really bad, really bad team. I think they're going to get killed again. Then we're going to move to Wisconsin, Iowa, the total 41 and a half. Wisconsin's Ooh. offense has looked atrocious the last few weeks, yes. But Iowa's defense the last few weeks hasn't impressed me all season, really. They haven't impressed me too much. Iowa has scored, too. I think Wisconsin gets back on track, too. I think there's going to be some points in that. I think we'll get over that 41 and a half. Last one, I'm going with USC minus three and over 62 and a half against UCLA. Uh, UCLA, pretty dynamic offense with that uh, Thompson-Robinson. USC has been lighting up the scoreboard, too. They smoked Washington State. Of course, I was on Washington State last week. So I'm going to go USC minus three, and I'll take the over in that one. On the same side as boys from the uh, from the perennial there. So uh, don't hate the Trojans um, myself. But boys, who else do you like over there for this week? Um, I'm curious to hear some of these, uh, some of these wild picks that, that you may have dialed up for us. Uh, just like Mullen said, I love that U- USC game. I think Slovis finally figured it out after a couple rusty weeks, and he's going to let it fly, and UCLA doesn't have much, much of a defense. I'm going to go back to one game I'm not putting on the parlay, but I do kind of like – I like Rice going up against UAB. Rice shut out Marshall last week. That was one of the plays that hit on the under parlay. Shut out Marshall for the first time in, I think, 17 years. They're playing at home and they're giving and they're getting about eight points against UAB, who hasn't played in a couple of weeks because of COVID. I like to take Rice and I think they're going to win straight up too. So I'd ride that money line wave with Rice Owls again. I'm taking it pretty conservatively this week. So those are the two plays I'd go with. And then in a bonus pick, since I got that bonus section down going 0 and 4, we'll throw West Virginia money line on it too. That Rice game last week, I think they were, what, three, around a three touchdown underdog, missing their starting quarterback. Uh, starting running back and best receiver and just outright winner smoked Marshall that Marshall yeah. scored, what he finished with five interceptions, six, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That defense, they, they showed up last week for sure. Eric, what's on your card? We know it's all favorites. How many Maydays we got? We, we, we've got a couple Maydays, but you know, first off, um, going back to a pick from last week, we had the Florida Gators minus 18. Up 18, we're looking at a push. 25 seconds left. They give up a garbage time touchdown to Tennessee. Um, not only did you know some of you listeners probably have Florida. I had Florida big. I had them in like three parways. 
All of those didn't hit. I got bailed out in the night games, thankfully. But uh, that was a little over a thousand dollar swing for me. And I'm, you know what? Hit me, baby, one more time. They're due. They're due to cover. Um, they're just they're, they're just due. That's that's a reason about them. Twenty three points. They're going to cover this week. Um, I'd go with the Gators. Uh, the next one, I love the Longhorns in Lawrence. Um, frankly, because I think the Kansas football program is still a dumpster fire. Even though they looked a little bit better last week against Texas Tech, I think it's a very mediocre at best Texas Tech team. Um, and look, I, I think Tom Herman's still fighting uh, for his life. So um, I think they win big in Lawrence. Um, 29 and a half points, take the Longhorns there. Um, as I mentioned, had the over in the, the UGA game. Again, I think both those teams between Georgia and Missouri can score at will. My last, uh, my last pick here, look, as Will Smith said, baby, party in the city when the heat is on. Miami, six and three against the spread on the year. Three and one against the spread at home, and UNC is one and three against the spread on the road. I love Miami. Take the three points, minus three. Uh, get that one on your card. Uh, I, I I really like uh, the U coming out of that one uh, as well at home. So those are my four picks. Uh, before we get into uh, before we get into our locks of the week here, I think we got to give a little bit of support to the men and women who serve our country. We got Army-Navy this week. Who do you guys like in the Army-Navy game? It's currently Army minus seven. Uh, but then again, Navy's put together a little bit of a, a, a resume here the last couple of weeks and, and played a few decent games. Uh, what do you guys think in uh, in our game to support the troops? It's, it's usually weird. This game is the only one on the calendar this week, but obviously with uh, 2020 being the way it is, there's a full slate of college football. So a little unfortunate. I always enjoyed watching that with the boys um, and playing in front of a sold-out crowd in Philadelphia. There's going to be no one there. Um, I think actually there will be students at this game. I might be wrong. Sorry about that. But um, I always like taking the underdog in this game. These teams always come to play. They both respect each other, and it's always a close, um, close game. The total is 38. I'm staying away from that. Who knows what that can be like, but uh, give me Navy plus seven. Well, what are you thinking here? I'm taking that over out of principle. Anytime the total's in the 30s, I'm taking it. I don't care. I'll lose. I'll be eating peanut butter sandwiches for the next two weeks because all my money's gone, but I'm I'm taking the over. That's like thing. You, get, like you, get, you get one weird, goofy, defensive, special teams touchdown. You just need 31 more points in four quarters. I, I understand, but – that scares me. I'm staying away. It could it could very well be a defensive struggle. I mean, uh, Navy held Tulsa last week to 19 points. The Tulsa team that you know has been fairly good running and, and throwing the ball. Uh, I'm going to go with Army. I I think they've looked fairly strong um, all year. They've thrown the ball a little bit more this year. I think which has helped that offense. So I I like them with the seven, given given up the seven points there. So I think let's let's wrap things up here a little bit, guys. Locks of the week. These are the picks that look. I got one big one that is starred, circled, you name it on my card. Probably going to be looking to put the farm on it. Boys, let's start with you. Who's your one lock for the week? Can I get a mayday shout out? Go ahead, mayday, 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 mayday. I agree with our. Um, I agree with Mike Merrick. I'm taking Florida minus twenty three against LSU. LSU as a player that drops out to go pro every week. Bo Pelini's a mess. 
Alabama could have put up a hundred spot on them, but Nick Saban apparently does have some sympathy. And it is not fun going to Tuscaloosa, then having to go to Gamesville in back-to-back weeks to end the year. LSU just wants to get rid of this season. Florida wants to have a good showing before they play next week. Take Florida the first half and Florida the game. I can't see LSU putting up a fight. Give me Florida. Mayday, 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 over and out. Lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, look, I I think Trask is still – Still want to put up some big numbers, uh, you know, and, and Dan Mullen, uh, I think wants to definitely wants to keep the keep the engine going in the right direction as they get closer to, to a potential uh, playoff bid, and you know, probably more recently, uh, an SEC championship game against uh, Nick Saban and the Tide. Mullen, who who do you got? Who do you got start on the card this week that that we got to have have locked in? All right, so I mentioned it earlier, but since I love losing money, I'm doing my lock of the week. I'm going, of course, I'm going to the MAC. I got to go Miami, Ohio minus twenty three and a half against Bowling Green. Right, well, little action, little hey, action. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Bowling Green hasn't won a game. They're not going to win a game. They're awful. They lost thirty one to three against Akron, who was arguably the other worst team in college football. So, I mean, this is going to be this is going to get ugly. You luck it up. Luck mercy, mercy. Is that a? Is that a? Uh, Thursday or Friday night game that we got uh, on the card? It is it's Saturday, eleven AM. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Maction on a Saturday. That's that's odd for twenty twenty. That's odd. But good picks. Good picks. It you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the wall here. Look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're gonna roll tide. We're gonna take Nick Saban and and Alabama this week. Thirty two points. Arkansas has not looked good all year. They're in Little Rock, so uh, look, I I like the tide big. Um, out of I think thirty two points is nothing. I think they're they're gonna they're gonna keep steamrolling teams just to prove a point um, that they deserve it. That they deserve that number one spot. So lock it up. Give me the tide. Mayday, mayday, boys. Whatever you want to call it, but seven and two against the spread speaks numbers to me, and 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 we're gonna keep rolling with the tide. So I'm gonna uh, steal this from. No, we're going DEFCON 1 with uh, Alabama minus 32. We're above the 20s. We're going DEFCON level 1. That's when you're just praying at the end of the game that, like, nothing crazy happens and a, a backdoor comes, which, again, the last two weeks with Bama has happened at some point, uh, you know, early, early or, or mid-fourth quarter. So uh, you just hope that, that they remain healthy, especially Devontae Smith, who continues to put up crazy numbers at wide receiver and, you know, that that running game's continuing to be as strong as as it's been historically. So obviously before we go, let's check in what's the weather looking like this week in South Bend, Indiana. Little little rain, little snow, little sleet. How we how we looking there? Oh uh, yeah, this is Blaze Bernardi and uh looking at the weather forecast down in South Bend, Indiana this Saturday. We got a uh, fifty degrees, rain, eighty percent chance of rain, I'm sorry. And hold on to your hat. Sixteen mile an hour winds. Number so far, so put a seatbelt on, buckle up, strap it up. Hope nothing falls over. Mike Merrick, back to you from the studio. Little little bit of debris coming from that, uh, coming from the windy city there in South Bend. It's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be a doozy. 16, uh, 16 knots. So, well, okay, I, I know we've been focused pretty heavily on college football. College basketball is back. We have between the three of us, uh, you know, some some favoritism and and really the 
two of the top five teams in the country in Iowa and Illinois. Guys, as we wrap this up here, what are some early thoughts on the college basketball season? What are our thoughts behind both of these two teams? How do we see that playing out? And But overall, what are our thoughts uh, on the college basketball season as it relates to those two teams or really just in general as we get things kicked off here? Yeah, I got a couple things. Um, I think it's uh, Big Ten football is obviously a dumpster fire, but, man, everything uh, is going right for basketball. Michigan State, Illinois, both won at Duke. I don't care if there's no, no fans there. It's still a tough place to play. Iowa just beat North Carolina, and currently right now, the Big Ten is 6-1 and one in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So this is the Big Ten's year to finally win a title since 2000. And I think what's great about it is uh, two of those teams, Illinois and Iowa, where we both uh, won, we all went to that school. And uh, it's going to be a fun spring to watch these teams play. But what is disappointing is Illinois and Iowa only play each other once this year. I was really hoping they had put two on the slate. That is, that is wild. And Iowa and Illinois being legitimate title contenders is pretty wild. I don't think we've had a year uh, that we've ever had both those teams actually be have a chance to win it. I think Guy Gonzaga is head and shoulders, best team in college basketball this year. So they're down to like plus 450 to win the national title. I got them at plus 950 before the season started. Um, I mean, I, Iowa's offense, I think Iowa averaging – going to average 85 90 a game this year that, that offense is unbelievable they're averaging uh, 98 they're averaging 98 points through four games granted the first three were uh a little bit of a cakewalk for them but showed up and put up 93 points against unc last night they can score on anyone uh the defense obviously very suspect still Ours didn't even play well yesterday I, I don't know if you guys caught that yeah that game yesterday against unc i was transition defense though is atrocious UNC half their points were just wide open layups but they can score with anyone in the country it'll be a real fun season I was gonna say they don't really have a ton of speed on the court you know but when you can shoot like they did from three I think 17 threes yesterday and you can feed the ball inside to Garza you know regardless he's gonna get his touches at the free throw line you know 10 12 touches there so um you know Iowa does look good early Illinois looks good early Michigan State looks good early i Boys, I think you nailed it on the head. Big Ten basketball looks really strong, and I think as they close out this uh, Big Ten ACC challenge, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at the Big Ten as, as the powerhouse conference uh, coming into the college basketball season. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Uh, again, check out our locks of the week. Check out the weekly perennial. 20 beans, going to get you a little over 12,000 McChickens. But, again, thanks for tuning in, and – We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.